Does your scrolling on Instagram leave you drained and empty? Add some light to your feed by following Modern Day Missionaries. That's at Modern Day Missionaries. Check out the link in the description below for more light to your Instagram feed and in your everyday life. Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Call to Serve podcast. I'm Nathan, your host, and we've got a great episode in the works for y'all today. I'm here with Heather Shaw. Um, she has a pretty incredible conversion story, and so I'll, I'll let her tell that. But um, she also has a, a page where she uplifts and helps connect. Um, I think she was explaining to me that it connects the mothers to their missionaries and just helps helps people as they're serving both on both the side of the missionary as well as the side of the family. Um, but Heather, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for taking the time and coming on the show. And as as you all know, in on the podcast, we focus a lot on the why behind missionary work and the why behind what we do. And so Heather, if you wouldn't mind just I guess you're starting with your story and then if you want to just go into your why behind, you know, what you do with um, your, your Instagram page, that would be awesome. Sure. So um, my husband and I met when we were in high school and um, we were really good friends for many, many years. Um, we never really looked twice at each other because we just didn't see each other as um, dating material, really. <laughs> um <laughs> He was a member of the church, but he had stopped going to church when he was 14. And we met when I was about um, 19. We were both about 19. Um, and so I didn't know that he was a member of the church. Um, I knew that his mom and his dad and one of his sisters were. And I was really good friends with their family. So I was in and out of their house all the time and they would invite me over for holidays and things like that. And I'd come over and a lot of the time I'd see the missionaries there. And so I guess I just assumed that they were converts and that um, my husband hadn't converted and I never really asked any questions. Hmm. Um, I ended up marrying somebody else in our friend group. Um, and the guy that I married, um, turned out to be not who I thought he was at all. Hmm. And so after about 10 years of marriage, I found out that he was basically living a double life. And um, I had PTSD and I was really depressed. Um, I had two daughters and my now husband was my friend at the time. Um, he started trying to get me out of the house and just kind of helping me not think about things. And so, um, we started um, spending time together, probably a little more than usual, um, but I still didn't see him as like dating material or anything, and he wasn't looking at it that way either. He was just trying to be a good friend, hmm. um, but after a few months, I don't know what happened, just fireworks started going off between us, and we were both really confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, my oldest daughter was 15 at the time 
And I remember her getting really mad at me one day because she'd literally known him her entire life. And she was like, I am never going to call him dad. And I was like, I don't think that that's even where we're going with this, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She does call him dad now, funny enough. (laughs) Um, But um, so we, we dated for about uh, three and a half years before the missionaries found him again. Um, And funny thing is, is um, the missionaries seemed to find him no matter where he was living. Um, And actually to begin with, it was mainly the home teachers, um, but they would always come during football season. And he's a huge Seahawks fan. And he actually had season tickets to the Seahawks for gosh, like 14 years. Wow. Um, and they would come and invite him to church during football season. <laughs> and he would be like, nah, no, no, no. I've got a game to go to or a game to watch, you know? Um, and so that never really went anywhere. Um, but then, um, when I was going through my thing, I had to walk away from my house because it was during 2009 when the big housing collapse happened. And I was so far underwater with my house, I couldn't even sell it. And so I ended up having to walk away from my house and I ended up having to find an apartment to live in um, because I couldn't afford to keep it. And he moved in next door to me with his brother And the lady that was the manager of the apartments was LDS. And almost everybody in the apartment complex, there was about, um, I think 20 or maybe 24, I can't remember. Um, They were like townhouses. Um, And almost everybody in there, except for um, me and him and his brother and like two other people in the complex were all LDS. And so the apartments that we lived in were called, uh, were, they were known as Mormon Row. <laughs> and keep in mind, I live in Seattle, so we don't have a lot of um, members of the church here. Um, so it was actually kind of interesting that so many LDS people lived in one place. Um, but so a lot of the people in the complex kind of led by example. And um, I became really good friends with the apartment manager. Um, and then when the missionaries found us, we were all in the same ward. So that was nice. And um, so then the, the missionaries found him in his, um, in the summer of 2012 is when the missionaries found us. Um, and by that time we, we had moved in together about two years into when we were dating and I had grown up Baptist. Um, and after the whole thing with my husband, my ex-husband happened, um, I got kind of angry with God and I quit going to church for about four years. Um, which looking back now kind of led me to joining the church because honestly, if I was a devout member of the Baptist church, like I had been, um, I, I wouldn't have joined the church. I don't think. So I think that was kind of God leading me a little bit. 
Um, but anyway, the missionary started teaching us and I had already all these interesting ideas about the church. Um, I thought it was a cult and I thought the book of Mormon replaced the Bible. And, um, I thought the, the members of the church worship Joseph Smith rather than Jesus Christ. I actually didn't even know Jesus Christ was part of the church. Um, because I'd only known members as Mormons. I'd never heard the full name of the church. And the funny thing is too, is when they first started teaching me, I had, um, our church and the Jehovah's witness church a little bit confused because I thought that, um, we didn't celebrate holidays, <laughs> which I wasn't okay with because I love Christmas. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be ridiculous. That would um, be hard. That'd be really hard. Well, and I don't understand why, because like we're celebrating the birth of Jesus and that just didn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so I'm glad that we don't not celebrate. <laughs> um, so we went through several sets of missionaries um, and I, I really didn't believe a single thing they were teaching me. I was nice to them. I wasn't ever mean to them. Um, and as far as I was concerned, they were my husband's guests. So I was like, if, if they were my husband's guests, I, I would be nice to them, you know? Um, so I would sit and like kind of listen, but not really. Um, and I told them several times that I didn't believe what they were teaching me. And, um, so we went through several sets of missionaries and then, um, he I'm trying to remember if he proposed to me right around that time he proposed to me. So we were going to get married. Um, we had our, our date scheduled for August. And, um, when he proposed to me, it was November. Um, Oh, actually it would have been after anyway. Um, so I, I went to work. Um, it was a Monday and the missionaries would always come and visit us on Mondays. And I didn't know it at the time, but that was their P day. I don't know why they came to visit us on their P day, but they did. Um, and so they would come every Monday and I worked a really weird schedule for work at the time. Um, I started work at 10 o'clock in the morning and I ended work at six o'clock in the evening. And I worked um, an hour to two hours away, depending on traffic. And so usually I would get home around seven o'clock, but sometimes I'd get home more like 7.30 or eight o'clock if traffic was really bad. Um, and so it was a Monday and I had completely forgot the missionaries were coming and I had had a really long day. I was so tired and I came home and I was shuffling through the kitchen, trying to figure out what I was going to make for dinner. And I heard the knock at the door and I thought about it and I was like, oh no, the missionaries are here again. <laughs> and I didn't really want to talk to them that day. Um, I, I'd actually thought about not answering the door, but I knew that if I didn't answer the door that my husband would go and answer the door. And so I, I eventually just went and answered the door. Um, but this time there was a new missionary standing on my doorstep and I don't even know how to explain what happened, but I went from believing nothing that they had told me 
to suddenly this missionary standing on my doorstep. Um, he hadn't even spoken yet. I didn't know his name. I didn't know anything about him. But as soon as I opened the door, I had an immediate connection to him. And I knew that I could believe everything he told me. And so he came into the house that day and he showed me the shorter version of the, um, oh gosh, what is it called? The Joseph Smith video. Oh yeah, the first vision. I can't think of what it's called. Yes, the first vision. So he showed me the shorter version of that video and I immediately believed that day. Um, it was nothing short of a miracle because like I said, I, I had all of the walls up. I was not interested in the church. I didn't believe what they were telling me. And then all of a sudden this missionary shows up and like, I literally believed that day. Mm. Um, and so, like I said, we were planning on getting married, um, but we weren't planning on getting married until August. Um, and so I knew that if I told the missionaries that I believed that they would tell us that we had to get married right away. And my husband and I um, don't believe in debt. And so we mm -hmm. try everything we can to debt. Um, you know, obviously we, we have a mortgage because I mean, unless we we're rich, we obviously have a mortgage. Um, but anything that we can get away with not having, um, like car payments or anything like that, we just don't believe in having that. Um, and so we didn't think that we could afford to get married sooner than August. Um, but I decided that I wasn't going to tell anybody. I didn't even tell my husband. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And so I kept the secret for like a month and I had literally never kept any secrets from him before. It was like so hard to keep that secret from him. And finally, one day I was like, okay, I have to tell him. And so, um, I told, I, he, I told him, I said, I, I have something I need to tell you. And the look on his face, like he was terrified. Um, I feel really bad now because I'm pretty sure he thought that I was going to tell him I couldn't marry him mm. or I was going to tell him something really horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I told him and he was like, what? And he was like, well, how long have you believed? And I said, well, um, you know, remember when that, that missionary showed up on the doorstep and he showed me the, um, the first vision video and he said yeah and I said since then and he was like what <laughs> why didn't you tell me and I said well because I knew if I told you that you would tell the missionaries and they would tell us we had to get married and we can't afford to we're not getting married until August and he was like well yes we can't afford to get married till August but you can't keep a secret like that from them and I was like well why not <laughs> like okay so what do you plan on doing you know this is months away are we just not going to tell them for months and I said yeah and he said no we can't do that and so um this was a Sunday they were coming the very next day and he said we have to tell them and I said no we don't and he said yes we do and we kind of argued with about it a little bit. And then, um, so I wasn't going to tell him. 
Um, and they came the next day and we sat down and he, he kind of nudged me and he's like, so are you going to tell him? And I looked at him and I'm like, no. And he was like, you got to tell him. And I'm like, no. And he's like, you have to tell him. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and so at this point, both the missionaries are looking at each other, like what is going on? And so they're like, well, now you have to tell us. And so I was like, all right. And so I kind of mumbled in it underneath my breath and they didn't understand me. And they had to ask me about three times to repeat myself. And finally they understood me and they were like, what? And they were so confused and they were like, why didn't you tell us? And I was like, well, because I knew that if I told you that you guys would tell us we had to get married and we can't like there, we, there's no way that we could afford to get married. Um, and I said, our, our wedding date set for August and that's when we're getting married. And my husband agreed, um, fiance at the time, obviously mm -hmm. he agreed. He's like, yeah, we can't afford to get married. Before. And that's like, we're still going to get married in August. And so um, we found out a few years later, I guess they fasted and prayed for three days. I feel so bad because the weird thing is, is we went to bed both 100% adamant that we could not get married until August. Um, and then the next morning we woke up and I sat straight up in bed and I said, we need to get married as soon as possible. And he looked at me and he said, yeah, we do. And so we called our Bishop, um, and we told him what was going on. And we were like, we decided we need to get married as soon as possible. We can't wait till August. And he was like, okay. And so um, I asked him if he would marry us. And he said, well, I've never performed a wedding before, but I'm about to figure out how. <laughs> and so um, the soonest available time that, that we could have the cultural hall at the church was March. Um, so we got married on March 9th, 2013. Um, I was baptized the very next day. And then because I was baptized on a Sunday, they waited until the very next week on Sunday to confirm me. And so we had planned on after we got married, we were going to um, work on getting our temple recommend so we could go get sealed. Um, and so we did everything we were supposed to do. And um, we scheduled our sealing appointment for my back from my baptism date, but then we found out that it's actually the confirmation date. It's not the baptism date. And so the temple called us back and they were like, um, you can't actually get sealed until, um, after your confirmation date, which is a week later. And my Bishop at the time didn't even know that he he'd been a member for years and he had no idea. Um, and so we had to reschedule it. Um, and the crazy thing is, is, um, one of our missionaries, um, was getting married at the Manti temple and him and his wife invited us to come to their wedding because they knew that we were going to get sealed in the temple and that we were going to have a temple recommend. Um, so we were so excited. We bought the tickets, we bought our hotel rooms, like we bought everything we needed to to do to have to go and then we found out that we couldn't get sealed when we thought we could and so um we 
did everything in one day. Um, all of our, our temple work and we got sealed on the, on the same day. And then <laughs> we got home at like, I can't even remember 11 o'clock at night or something. And then we got on a plane at three o'clock in the morning, the next day to go to Utah to watch our missionary get married. And so it was kind of crazy because it was perfect timing. We were kind of freaking out a little bit because it didn't go as planned, obviously, but we were still able to go to their ceiling. And it was really cool because, and they, they also got sealed on my birthday. It was the best birthday ever. Um, and so it was really cool to be able to watch another ceiling, another live ceiling, um, two days after we got sealed. That's great. And that's, that's super cool. Just, there were just so many, just as you were telling your story, I think there's just so many, so many little things that turned out to be big things that you can, I guess, just looking back, you can just kind of see, yeah, that was, that was God's doing, even though at the time, you know, I might not have <laughs> understood why or really enjoyed it, you know? And I think it's kind of interesting. You mentioned that, you know, when you were talking about your now husband, just that whenever he wasn't active, just that the missionaries or the home teachers were just kind of able to find him wherever he went. And it was just, <laughs> that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, there's just, it's kind of a, just peculiar because there's a certain, I guess a certain, I don't want to use the term stalking skill, but it's just like, as a member of the church, it's almost like you just, you're, you can't go missing. I mean, you can, right. And then, but that's only if people aren't, aren't doing their visits or aren't ministering. Um, but it's just funny because a lot of times as a missionary, like you, you just, you use certain, how do I say it? You're almost like, like a Sherlock Holmes type of situation where it's just like, you know, I got to find this person and, you know, we don't may not have an, an, an address, but we're going to do all we can to find him. And, and it's just, so whenever you share that, it just kind of reminded me of, you know, certain experiences I had as a missionary. Yeah, it's really interesting, too, because um, now that you say that, he was actually living in his friend's parents' basement. They had, like, a um, mother-in-law apartment down there, and it was, like, it was literally an entire apartment. It was two bedrooms and a kitchen and a bathroom and a living room, and it, it was a nice little arrangement, um, and him and his best friend were living down there, and at one point, he wasn't even getting his mail there at one point and they still found him like we're not even sure how they found him exactly but they found him when he was living in his friend's parents basement <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's uh that's pretty impressive and that's that that really could only happen if you know god was leading him it's just that that's a, that's a miracle oh absolutely and the, the other miracle too is i told you he was like a diehard football fan mm -hmm. um when I knew truly really converted to the church, he stopped going to games on Sundays. He would come to church instead. I, I couldn't believe it. Like I thought I was dreaming or something when he told me that he was going to start coming to church instead of going to the Sunday games, because that was such a huge part of his life for years. Like um, it was his, his brother and, 
some of his closest friends, they all had tickets together for, I think it was like 14 years or something like that. And so when, when he told me he was going to not go to the games anymore, he did still keep his tickets for quite a few years after that, but he would just go to the Saturday and the Monday games and then he would sell the rest of the tickets off. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's conversion right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's awesome. And you mentioned as well, just as part of your experience and your story, just that, you know, there, there was that one missionary there where there was just, you know, you didn't, before they even said anything, you just kind of felt a connection with them. And I think that's something just for those listening to, to remember that, you know, you may not know why you're prompted to knock on a certain door, or you may not know why you're transferred after just one transfer or you, know, you just, you, there's just so many things that you just may not know. I'm sure this missionary may not have known, right. You know why he was there. Um, but I know that he soon found out, you know, or I guess a little later than yeah. maybe soon, because of, I don't know how long do you say you kept that secret? <laughs> that That's actually a really fun story too, is um, that particular missionary um, that was the last leg of his mission, um, was our ward. And then he was going to go home. And he, according to the mission president that we became friends with, um, he was one of the best missionaries that he ever had. He was extremely obedient and, um, just really spiritual and just knew what to do all the time. And he was just one of the best missionaries he ever had is what he told us. Um, and so that was the last leg of his mission. And he wanted to help just one more person so badly. And he was praying fervently every single day. He was like, Lord, just let me help one more person, just one more person. Um, and he actually ended up helping our whole family. Um, but what I found out later, um, so I think it's been probably four or five years now. I had this really strong prompting to, to tell him that I had that immediate connection with him. And I'd never told him that before because I just thought he would think I was crazy or something. And I assumed that he didn't feel it back. I just thought that it was something that I felt. Um, so I, I got this prompting for several weeks and finally I was like, okay, okay, I'll do it but I just felt really weird about it. And it was just kind of an uncomfortable thing to do for whatever reason. Anyway, so I sent him a message and I was like, hey, I don't know why I need to tell you this, but I've I've just been prompted for weeks to tell you this. And I here, here you go, here it is. <laughs> and I told him, I said, um, you know, that day that you knocked on my door, the very first time I met you when you showed me the um, shorter version of the Joseph Smith vision, Um, I told him, I said, I I had an immediate connection with you as soon as I opened the door, like before you opened your mouth, like, I don't even know how to explain it. He, he literally felt like he was a long lost friend or something just like, I don't, I don't even know how to explain the feeling anyway. Um, he saw the message when he was at work, I sent it over Facebook. So, you know, you can see that when somebody reads a message. Mm-hmm. He saw it when he was at work, apparently, and he was so taken back by the message that he was like, I can't answer this message while I'm here at work. I need to like, 
I need time to think about this and time to think about how I'm going to respond type thing. And so he didn't answer me for an entire day. <laughs> and so this whole time I'm thinking, oh no, he's talked to me again. He thinks I'm crazy. Like, uh, why would you tell me to tell him this God, you know? Um, and so finally the next day we actually had a phone conversation, I think. Um, and he was like, uh, he told me the whole story about how that was the last leg of his mission. He prayed fervently that he could help one more family and we were it. And he said that he too had that exact same like immediate connection. Like we were long lost friends when he met me. And so I don't know. I just, that's happened so few times in my life. I feel like there must be something to that. And I don't know if there's any doctrine or anything that says anything of that sort, but I think sometimes we do meet people in this life that maybe do before. Right. I don't know. Like maybe we made some sort of a pact and to find each other if we lost, lost our way or I don't know, <laughs> but I, that's only happened with like one other person in my whole life. And I, I just feel like there must be something to that. No, I agree. I, I and obviously, you know, you know, the, the doctrine, you know, we might need to do some digging if, if that is even, you know, doctrinally sound, but, but I do, I do believe that, you know, this is not, you know, this life on earth isn't where it all began, you know, there is a pre-earth life and we, you know, we're all brothers and sisters. And so I, I do believe that, you know, there are certain people that we met that, that we knew, you know, at some point we would, we would find, we would meet and, you know, that I, I believe that that very well could have been one of those instances. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of my story. Um, the, the interesting thing is looking back at my life, I've had a really crazy life. Um, I, I actually left home when I was 14 because my home was not a good place to be. And, um, I've, I've been on my own ever since then. And I've just been through so many experiences in life. And, um, when I was 19, I knew for sure, like without a doubt that, um, God existed um, because I prayed about it and I prayed that he would, you know, show me that he was real and, and he did. And that's a whole nother story for a different time. But um, I, so when I was 19, I believed 100% that God was real. And at that point I started going to the same church that I grew up in, which was a Baptist church. Um, and I went to that same church um, for like 11 years at that point. 12 years, something like that. Um, until the thing with my ex-husband happened. Um, and then I just didn't feel comfortable going there anymore because people were awkward after that. Um, and I was just so mad at God. I was at the time I was like, how could you do this to me? Um, but looking back on it now, he, what he was trying to do is he was trying to make me happier. Like, he wanted me to have an eternal family. He wanted me to have a husband that treated me right. He wanted my kids to have a dad that treated them right. Like he just wanted us to be happy, but that's not how I saw it at the time. But it's just cool to look back and just see all those stepping stones throughout life that led me to the here and now. And it just kind of reiterates that God 
knows us. Like he knows us by name. He knows our hearts. He knows our, you know, deepest, darkest desires. Like he knows everything about us and he just wants us to be happy. Amen. I know that's true. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's, I don't, I don't even know what to add, but I mean, I just, I just think about um, something that I share a lot actually on the podcast is a quote from, I believe it's from Steve Jobs. And he says, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. Um, and I think so many times in our lives, that's just so true where, you know, we, 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 we won't always know in the moment. And a lot of times we just don't, but looking back, it's a lot of times it's not too difficult to see how God's hand has been in our life. Like just the uh, whole time. Yep. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. So, but Heather, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, for sharing your story. Um, <clears throat> before we sign off, um, did you want to share a little bit about your page just uh, so people know where they can find you? Yeah. So um, I, my store is called Be the Light, like a bumblebee, B-E-E. -E. Um, when I was um, trying to get my uh, website done, Be the Light was not available. So my website is actually Shop Be the Light. And that's my Instagram too. I just made the match just because. Um, so that's where you can find me. Um, I do have um, a freebie that I created um, and it's, it's a Christmas tree poster and it's made so that, um, mothers and their daughters can connect and their families, um, while they're away on, on their mission. Um, and so what it is, is it's a, a Christmas tree poster and it has, um, ornaments that come with it and you can just sit down, uh, moms, you can sit down with your kids or your husband or your daughter's friends or whoever you want to sit down with and just write your daughter little notes on the little ornaments um, and then send them to her when she's on her mission and she can hang them up on the tree. Um, there's one for every day of December. Um, and then if you want to add a fun twist to it, um, maybe your daughter hasn't left on her mission yet. Um, maybe you can do it together and then you can have one for home and she can have one for her mission and um, you know, maybe she can write you fun little messages that you get to be surprised with at Christmas. So that's kind of the idea behind it. Um, I am going to give um, the the link. So the link will be available where Perfect. you can go find that. Um, yeah, well, or if you just go to my shop, be the last. Perfect. Yeah, no, I was, I was going to say, yeah, we'll just put it, we'll put it in the description below. So if you're listening, check out the description. Um, you can uh, download that and yeah, that's, that's awesome. Well, cool. Well, Heather, again, thank you so much for taking the time and for all the good that you're, you're doing. And um, yeah, it's just such a miracle. I, I, I'm always inspired when I, when I hear stories like yours where, you know, there's just, it's just crazy, you know, night and day, you know, the difference that the gospel makes and the way, the way it happens, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. I, sometimes I tell people, I feel like I cheated a little bit because I went for the first 34 years of my life without having the Holy ghost as my constant companion. And then after I got baptized and confirmed and I received the gift of the Holy ghost, it it's like night and day 
Like I always have the Holy Ghost with me now and, and I can feel the difference. Um, it, it makes me sad to know that some people maybe don't know the difference because they've had the Holy Ghost their entire life and maybe they take it for granted, but I don't like, I, I just know what a wonderful gift it is. And I hope everybody else does too. Well, Heather, thank you so much for taking the time and for sharing your story and for, uh, like I said, for the good that you're doing in the freebie, we'll, um, for those listening, check out the description below. We'll get that put that put in there. Um, and just as a reminder, uh, my book is going to be coming out, finding your why, how to get the most out of your mission in October. So we got a little bit of time, but, uh, just stay tuned for that. But Heather, thank you so much and, uh, really appreciate all you're doing. We'll keep in touch. All right. Thank you so much.